Feel This with Frank and Jess. Welcome to Feel This, a series of experiential conversations between me, Jessica Olber-Singleton, and Frank D'Amato, where we explore trauma, healing, and awakening through the lens of relationship. All right. Well, hello. Hello, and welcome to Feel This. Hi, Jess. Hello. Hi, Frank. Glad to be here. Yes, and hello to you, dear listener, wherever you wherever you find yourself today or tonight or wherever you find yourself in this moment, I'm really glad that you're here and glad for this opportunity to connect to ourselves, to each other, and to see what arises in the moment. Yeah. So this podcast is is a special and important podcast. It will likely sit at the at the front of the queue because it'll really give you a map for how to navigate and listen to the rest of the podcast. Um, and it's really uh, kind of an important grounding um, that really provides us some interesting map for the for the podcast and provides us an interesting map for authentic connection, but it also provides an interesting map for how we approach conversations, relationships, dialogue in our lives. So what we'll do is we'll do a short, we'll do a short grounding and then we'll, we'll get into the content of that. Sounds great. Yeah. Good. Awesome. So taking this moment here, wherever you're finding yourself, it's bringing awareness to your breath. Following your breath into your heart. Following the breath into the belly, allowing any previous thoughts or energies that you had coming into this to just soften a bit, opening up space inside yourself. We can get started here. This is a really important touchstone understanding and teaching for myself and I call this the modes of communication and it's in one way it really gave me a map for my self-awareness in relationship anything you want to say before I dive into it Jess from your experience and knowledge and anything you want to preamble I definitely would like I hope we have time that I can share some of the ways it's impacted me after we lay it out But here at the beginning, if I were to do anything, it would be like to do the quick Cliff Notes version, which I can do even potentially after. I think it's helpful to to tell people multiple times because you're going to go into it, you're going to break it down and you're going to give them all this wonderful detail. And then it's probably good to hear it again in a succinct way. So maybe I could do that afterward. So the modes of communication, there are five modes. And they sort of have the potential to deepen in connection and vulnerability as you move through them. This is how I see it. Feel free to correct me. The first is what we all kind of know of as chit chat, which is talking about sort of nothing in particular. You're going to get into all that. Then we go to it chat, which is there's a certain connection between say two people around a subject that's neither of them and neither is it the relationship, but there's some interest from someone around the it that's being talked about. Then we go a little, actually quite a bit of a jump here, I think, into me chat, which is to whatever level of vulnerability I am telling you about me, my inner experience, maybe what I'm processing. This is a lot of what happens in therapy 
often. And then the next level is WeChat. And in WeChat, we begin to talk about the relationship between us. This is often employed in couples therapy, or if you've maybe, I think of it as like, if you've had a fight and then you come back later when you're both calmed down and you sort of do a little autopsy on it, like what just happened um, when you're not in the middle of it and you can understand some of the dynamics. And then the deepest, as I think of it, is the deepest, most vulnerable, most connecting, and also quite challenging at times level is now chat. And now chat is what we try to do quite a bit of here in the podcast, as well as in our authentic connection groups. Now chat is naming what is happening now between us. And so it's a present moment version of me chat and we chat dropping into the moment and saying, maybe when you said this, I felt this, this is what I'm noticing. So it's very much in the moment on the ride, tuning in and sharing that. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my cliff notes version. One that felt really good. I thought you did a great job of the cliff notes version. Mm-hmm. And if that, what Jess just said, seems like a lot and didn't make sense. You only got little pieces of it. No worries. We're just going to go. We're going to, that was the cliff notes. We're going to go a little bit deeper. So yeah, the modes of communication basically helps me understand where I am in any particular conversation and what parts of myself are coming up. Later, we'll talk about how all of this can dovetail with internal family systems, because that's partly what we do is we look at what's happening in the moment, what parts are coming up, uh, what parts are active in particular modes of conversation as well. So the, these two kind of dovetail and work together really, really nicely. And just to say, I learned internal family systems and as I, my own personal work and work in life, my own exploration in life and development life became more and more about relationship and intimacy. I really needed some tools that helped me place myself in relationship and pick some things apart and put this together that really helps me. So hopefully it'll help you as well. Yeah. So starting with chit chat, chit chat, we all know, and some of us love and some of us don't, (laughs) Uh, can be a very polarizing form of conversation. Chit chat, as it, as we see it is about really about nothing much in particular. It's the subject is not really important. It is a kind of form of social lubrication. Uh, You know, it's a simple way that we can kind of interact with people. What's important is that what we're talking about is not that important, right? It's it's the weather, it's how you might even be how you're feeling today, you know, in this surfacey, a little bit surface way, it's it's meant to be surface. It can be uh, very, like anything, I'll bring the IFS realm in, like any of these modes of communication, they could be very parts driven or they can be very self-led. Right? And also these are not, they're not one better than the other. They're, they're different. They open up different doors to parts and they open up different doors to self-energy, right? Higher self-awareness. And some are more challenging to some of a, to some modes are more challenging to some people than others. So chit-chat. That's chit-chat. The subject is not really important. That's that's the important aspect of it when we're talking about something that doesn't really feel that important. The important part is just a way to relate with each other and make us make a small connection, right? Ideally. An example that I'm thinking of that I think most people can relate to is the talking you might do with the person who's checking your groceries out, well, you know, on your way through the grocery. And then that can be you could totally go through that whole process and do it on autopilot and not remember anything that was said, or you could go through it. And like, I have, I can really, even if I don't say anything in particular, just love the fact that I'm having this moment of connection with this person who does this all day long. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's chit chit chat. And I, I, yeah, I think I'm going to go through it and then talk about self-energy and parts after. Oh, Cool, cool. Yeah, I think that'll be good. So that's chit-chat. So now we move from chit-chat to it-chat. And the important part of it-chat is that the focus of the conversation is an it. Put that in quotes. An it, a thing, 
outside of us. And that thing could be anything that could be politics. It could be a sport. It could be a, a therapeutic model. It could be conversation itself. It, it doesn't matter what the it is, but there is an it that we're both talking about. And it is not guaranteed that we both have interest in it, but it usually the it that we're talking about both has some value to one or more of us in the conversation. For example, a type of it chat is, well, Jess, what's something you're interested in? You're interested in gardening. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, you know, maybe now if I, we were both interested in gardening, we can talk about gardening. Jess, what are you, what are you planting this, this spring, right? What are you planting? How are you planting that? What's happening for you around that? How much rain did I just get? Yeah. How tall all are my plants? Of, all kinds of stuff. So that that's all it chat. And it's interesting to look at, well, I guess I'm breaking my own rules, but I'm going to start looking at what parts and energies come up. If we're both highly invested in the subject, right? What, what comes up for you or for me? Maybe there are parts that come up if we disagree about it. Like, I think that you shouldn't water in this too heavily in the spring. And you think, no, 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 I think you really should. Right? So what's that like when we disagree about the nature of the it or the value of the it, or we have different perspectives? It can be about something like gardening, or it could be something bigger like religion or politics, you know, right? Like, what if the it is about Roe versus Wade, right? And that's an it, it's a big it. And it, when those it's get really intense, it's going to start to branch naturally <laughs> into the other modes of communication. As we move ahead, these are general kind of categories. These, they're not perfect. They'll be like, wait, what is this? How does this fit in? But I find there's a kind of center to the conversation. And if the center of the conversation is on an external subject as an it, then it's it chat. And that gives me a little good little map. So I'm going to pause there. Uh, any comments? Just as an example, this particular podcast episode is a primarily it chat focused podcast because we're talking about the modes of communication and doing just very little probably of the me chat and the we chat and probably very little of the now chat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which you don't know what that means yet. So, <laughs> although you you gave them a brief version, but yes, exactly. That's really that's why it's really helpful that you give the brief version up front. I like. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a little bit of a framework. Mm -hmm. So now moving on from it chat, and for you, the listener, just taking a moment, maybe to just breathe that in. Of course, you could always kind of come back to this and re-listen. So now we move into. A little bit more of a deepening realm, deepening in meaning or intimacy for sure, because now we move into me chat. And me chat is where the it becomes me or you, right? It becomes the individuals who are involved in the conversation. The subject of them is me. It chat can move into me chat quite naturally. It can move from just you talking about gardening you're interested in gardening. And then it could easily move from, oh, what about this when it happens when August comes around? And this is what happens to me in relationship to my gardening. And that's something Jess and I have been have talked about. Just what comes up for you personally, emotionally, in relationship to gardening. And then all of a sudden, the subject slightly switches where the, where the focus moves from it it's about gardening. Then all of a sudden, oh, this is what comes up for me in gardening. This is where I struggle. Or this is where I get joy. This is what it means to me. Oh, my mother or my father taught me to garden and we used to connect to it. And now all of a sudden, the subject has moved, started to move from about gardening to about me or you. Yeah. right. And something more deeper or more personal is able to start to open up. In this me zone, in the in the zone of me, in the in the mode of me, this is where most therapy conversations are going to take place. For example, or coaching conversations, it's about your inner life, what's happening inside you. It's about you. It's about your past. It's about right when it's happening in dialogue and relationship. It's often I might, uh, common ways I might talk about what's happening for myself, 
it allows the other person to empathize and to express care for that and then also relate to that. That's really common way you just kind of bounce back and forth in me chat. You know, I had a really rough day today, blah, blah, blah. I felt frustrated, right? So the subject is me, right? And then you might say, you know what? I also had a really rough day too. Or I had a, or I had that same experience a week ago, right? That's really common for, for a conversation that's centered in me chat and you bounce it back and forth in that way. Maybe I'm going to say some things and maybe I might want your advice or you say, direction and you might offer that right the center of the conversation is still me it's still my dilemma if it's my dilemma or my celebration if i'm celebrating something so i'll pause there give you and everyone a chance to just kind of breathe that in yeah yeah what's coming up for me right now is seeing how much more complicated things can become if you are bringing up what a terrible day you had yesterday Maybe I was about to share what a good day I'm having today. And then maybe suddenly I'm unsure if I should share that all these sort of ways and the, the, all the tricky, bumpy areas that if you don't have a lot of, even like when you talk about you, I might be spending the whole time thinking about me. Am I really hearing you? There's just so much there as soon as the me starts to come in. And it's, it, I guess that it's a really rich, fertile <laughs> going back to the gardening, a really rich and fertile area for relationship, as well as the, the beginnings of deepening, revealing who I am to you in a given moment. As you're saying that you can feel as we move into this mode, the potential of deepening, you know, and intimacy and complexity too. It starts to get even a little bit more complex in that realm mm -hmm. of as we move, move forward into the different modes. So that's me chat. Okay, so the next mode that we move into, and these last two modes that we're moving into really kind of making what I feel is a, a bit of an exponential leap into intimacy and complexity, a level of difficulty goes up. Um, so the next one we start with is WeChat. WeChat is where the subject of the conversation is the we. It is the relationship. It is what's happening between us overall. So a WeChat might be you and I just having a conversation about where the subject of our conversation is what's happening in our connection. And it may be, you know, just I notice you, I'm making some stuff up based on previous podcasts, but, you know, I notice just a lot of times you want to defer to me. And, you know, sometimes I notice it's easy for me to take up the space and I'd like to shift that a little bit. I'd like, I'd like to make sure there's enough space between us so that you have more space to grow into speaking more. The subject now is our relationship. And what I see in the, what I see from my perspective in the relational entity as it is, and then there's space for you to speak to that as well. This is also maybe a team meeting right? If you're, if you're on a team of some sort and the team meeting is focused on how are we working and functioning as a team? The, 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 it's, it's not about what the team is doing necessarily. That, that might be part of it. it might be part of, we've got this job to do, et cetera, et cetera. But the focus is being a little bit shifted more to how are we working together? What's happening in the in-between, in the we? Well, I notice Frank, when you you really want to get stuff done and and you just charge ahead and then i noticed that other people in the team seem to kind of sit back and not do anything and doesn't seem to be a great dynamic i'm wondering what we can do around this right as a team so that <clears throat> the focus of the conversation is on the actual dynamics in between in the us and it could be in a relationship in a couple it could be for a mother father parent and a child um, any, any kind of relational dynamic where the two of you are in a role that are meant to or needing of supporting each other, the conversation about how that's, un that's unfolding, how that's working, not working, what issues are coming up, that is a we chat conversation. I'll leave that there. I'll just take a breath there. Yeah. Yeah. What strikes me about that right now is that you have to have a certain amount of buy-in from both parties for that to happen. 
You can't make somebody WeChat. And how interesting it is to think about how WeChat can happen at a very sort of surface level, naturally, comfortably for lots of people, but that the deeper levels of WeChat, I think there's probably a majority of people out there who probably never touch it. You know, they never go there. And that that seems really interesting to me. This is not the most common area that people find themselves generally in conversation. Yeah. Well, it, it, it brings, as we move along in these modes of communication, the, you can imagine a little meter going up on sort of vulnerability and difficulty, because as the vulnerability goes up, the level of difficulty of maintaining a clear communication and connection in that um, is really gets more difficult and more challenging. So the air gets kind of rarefied, right? Like, oh, it gets more difficult, so less people go there. One thing is mainly we, we, ha we haven't been given a lot of the tools that are necessary to really maintain a good, clear connection in, in the WeChat. One major culprit of why this, the difficulty goes up and the thing that aren't really taught, which is how important it is to, to not move into blame. When we get into the WeChat, it's very, what's common ground is to point fingers. This is what you're doing in the relationship that's a problem, right? And that blaming and finger pointing is usually what erodes safety. That's primary thing that erodes safety. And when the safety is eroded, we can't stay in connection. You're going to come back and re, you know, get defensive, blame me back. Then we're, then we're at war. Then we're not moving towards helpful positive interaction. Uh, and then we want to pull back and recede from those conversations. So there's a lot of stuff that comes up in the WeChat that we not knowingly are making that terrain difficult. And these are difficult things to kind of unlearn how to have these WeChats in an effective way for both, for all the parties that are involved. Yeah. 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 And you and I demonstrate that. So that's WeChat. As I talk about authentic connection groups, anything we call in the personal growth world, uh, process groups or here and now groups, uh, T groups, these are all versions of groups and my work, authentic connection in that family. All of those are, are have a strong center of inviting conversation into the we, right? Like what, what's happening in the we dynamics. There are differences between all those modalities and methods, uh, group forms that I mentioned, but they're all kind of in the we centered. And obviously any couple's work is going to be focused on the we. That's going to be really important. It'll, it'll move to me of one person and then the me chat of another person, but obviously what's happening in the relational dynamic in the in-between is going to be really focused on. Same thing for team meetings. If you have a consultant coming into a business or something, that's going to bring a high quality of we. What's happening in your team? How are you guys getting along? How do you function? How do you deal with conflict within the team? This is all we chat. Yeah. Any, any yeah. comments on that? No, it, you know, it opens up the idea, like I'm, I'm sort of seeing the drama triangle. We talk about that a lot. Attachment theory. You know, there's a number of different modalities that help to bring awareness around how to have healthy, constructive WeChat. And I'm thinking about, we mentioned these things and that's kind of the category it fits into. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can take a lot from many different modalities to bring into tools that can help in the WeChat. And it's so important because it's the basic basics of dialogue. I mean, if we were, wanted to even look at, you know, what's happening in our country and splitting apart, we're in dire need of a we conversation. And there are certain modalities or groups that function on finding ways for our, our extremes of culture, the culture, culture wars, quote unquote, to find a way to have dialogues in the we. Um, yeah. but that is something that is in direct need for sure. And the lack of safety, I think, relates to the lack of conversation. Like you were yes. saying earlier, even in this really big, you know, nationwide sort of way. Yeah, yeah. And even worldwide around that too. Mm -hmm. Yes, same polarity worldwide.
Okay. Well, as we mentioned, as we move along, the complexity and the layers get deeper and deeper, right? And so you move from the we, me to the we, and it jumps up kind of exponentially with all the applications, but the complexities. And I can even see just as we pause here, I could launch into many conversations about the tools and the parts that come up in the we, and it's so complex and rich in that realm. And what I want to say before you start the next level is that the first time I heard you talk about this next level, I thought I had that feeling I get, which is that roller coaster. I want to ride that roller coaster. Uh Yeah. (laughs) And the WeChat's a roller coaster enough, but the next level, oh man, it's exciting. Okay. (laughs) And I, I, I love that you said level because it really is nice to highlight, you know, I, I adopted some of this from something I had read in a book somewhere along the personal growth path, but they called it levels. And I did not like the level because it really makes it kind of hierarchical. And if people would presume that one level is better than the other, just on merit, that somehow now is better than we, or we is better than me, or me is better than it, and it's better than chit chat. Like, And that's just not the case. There's no better than, less than. There is a difference. There is a discernment. There are different things that come up. There is a, there is different possibility of intimacy. There's different risk. There's different intimacy. There's different challenges that that is certainly discernible, but, but I don't like saying levels because it brings that idea of one being better and therefore like chit chat being valueless. And that's completely not true. or it chat not having much value and that's completely not true and it's not a matter of sort of leaving the earlier levels behind either it's to me what i think i try to keep modes in mind but right then i think i was thinking why did i say levels and i was like this next level really gives me heart palpitations (laughs) it's that feeling of ooh, the deep end of the pool yeah yes because the chit chat and itch, and we're, I know we're we're building to the last mode, putting it this way, chit chat and it chat provide by their nature, provide a lot of cover, right? Like you do not need to reveal much about yourself at all. And that which is why it's probably the more common modes of communication. It's it's a lot safer. And I can just say, Hey, how's how's the weather today? What's going on? You know, oh, I, you know, I like your dog. You know, it doesn't really doesn't really say a whole lot about me doesn't really reveal doesn't ask a lot from you doesn't quote unquote put you on the spot in any way it's it's a relatively safe and then even it chat you can hide behind well we're just talking about a thing i could profess to have no emotional connection to this thing we're talking about what i feel and what i what i necessarily think is a little bit secondary to this thing itself that we're kind of putting in the forefront but as soon as we move into me the vulnerability level goes up because it's about me. Um, I'm being starting to be exposed in some way, revealed. There's a transparency that about me that comes up. And then the we is even more so because my own transparency and vulnerability is there, but so is yours. And then we, and both of that is on the table. And how do we navigate that? And how we navigate that is with the now chat. (laughs) (laughs) Now chat is the last mode. Now chat and now chat is maybe the most simple of all these, but maybe the, like you said, maybe one of the richest. Now chat is really just focusing on my present moment experience in the now. What's happening right now? And now chat um, maybe takes the least explaining. Like I said, it's just about what, and it's really about feeling more centered, right? We want to drop into what am I feeling in the moment? It may be what I'm thinking in the moment, but I really want to drop into what the emotional content for in the moment is. So just to model in this moment, I am feeling joy. I feel a sense of excitement, a little bit of wonder. I, I find a lot of joy in the experience of explaining these modes of communication, even though I've done it a lot. Each time I do it, it's... It's kind of like singing a song I know, but each time I do it, I can, I explore things differently and connect to the people I'm talking about it with, like you, he, you and I here. And we've done this together in various forms many times, but it's, it's always new. So it's, 
I am feeling the experience in this moment of joy, a kind of exploration of newness. And there's always a little tinge of anxiety that comes with that as well. Because anytime I'm in a new space, uh, it's, it's different. It's, there's a little vulnerability there. So there's a little like, hmm, what's going to come up? Oh yeah, that's the vulnerability. Well, I got a little clarity in this moment, in this now. I got got a pop of awareness. Like, oh, I might. There may be a part of me that judges how well or how poorly I did this, and that puts me at a risk for myself, right? I don't, I don't have any sense that you, Jess, are going to judge me. I'm not really worried about the audience, the listener judging me, but there may be a part of Frank who later on goes, oh, that wasn't that great. You stumbled through that and that there's a little vulnerability around that dynamic within myself. So just to name, I got a sudden spontaneous awareness of what that vulnerability in, in the now is for me. And all of that is a really good example of now chat. And also now chat that wasn't very relational either. A lot of that now chat was just my kind of relationship to what's happening in the moment. It wasn't completely about you, Jess. I feel pretty neutrally, you know, safe and neutral, a good, a good neutral in, in our space right now. So I'll pause there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of me is like, should I give an example of my now chat? But I, I, I feel like that's a big part of what we're doing in the podcast. There's lots of examples in the podcast and there's something in me coming up right now that is sort of feeling excited about the idea of maybe in the future doing a short podcast on WeChat and a short podcast more deeply on NowChat. Where's the value? Where are the tools? Why is this important? How does it help us? I don't think we have time for all that today, but it's like when I plant something in the spring, I'm really in there with it and I'm excited about it right in that moment. But part of me is thinking about how, how huge is this going to be in July? You know, what fruit will it bear? What, what will the flower, flowers look like? So I'm feeling that about the now chat and the we chat and the richness and wanting to give it more of our time and attention in a more focused way sounds exciting to me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. To say more about now chat, again, connecting to types of processes I've mentioned earlier, like here and now groups, process groups, tea groups, encounter groups, all of these are, and if you don't know what any of those are, they're all a type of group process where the main focus is on both what's happening relationally between the people in the group and particularly what's happening relationally in the now, what's happening in the moment. What are you feeling right now in general? That I wanted to just name that most, I wouldn't say most therapy, some therapy that is more experiential and certainly therapy that I value more <laughs> will focus on or at least bring in what's happening right now. So the, to shift, to get an idea of the difference, what we call talk therapy might be me talking to you, right? Or you, you know, the, the practitioner talking to the client about their life in this a little bit more cerebral way about the past with that might be a little bit more me chat like okay what 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 happened to you when you were 12 and what was that like when you and what do you think about that and all of that and what did, what were you aware of then and so it's really me chat more experiential therapies are going to be more focused on what's happening right now and so as you're talking about that right now what are you noticing right now what are you feeling right now what's coming up right now in this moment as we, and that shift, which is subtle, but again, exponentially different. It opens up a whole door of, wait, what's happening right now? I, my belief, I'm going to just veer into my belief system. There is way more healing power in the now. That's where the healing goes. That's where the healing is. That's where it happens. And bringing conscious awareness to what's happening in the now um, around any type of healing transformational process is so incredibly powerful. Same for relationship. Wait, what's happening right now in this meaning? Okay, Jess, I'm here with you. How am I feeling towards you right now? And what's happening in that now space right now? What's, what's in that back and forth? What I have noticed through my own work on the 
client side of the chair and on the practitioner side of the chair, which I've spent maybe 10,000 hours on both sides of those chairs. What I have noticed is my growth and my development is tied directly to the, how well that moves, how gracefully that, that growth happens is completely tied to how in the now I am consciously aware as those processes are unfolding. And what I've also noticed is that if we can stay in the now relationally, right, then things start to unfold and unwind on their own. They, they may polarize, right? Like you stay in the now and you speak for what's happening. You may realize actually this relationship is not serving because you're being really direct about what's happening now. And it's like, oh, that, that actually doesn't feel good. And sometimes that could lead to a parting, which is actually good because that's what needed to happen. Or a lot of times it really unfolds to a resolving on its own as we continue to attend to what's happening in the now, allowing experience itself to, to be front and center and to not to try to control it, not to try to force it in any way. We can't. Right, to kind of tend to it, to bring awareness to it. It's its own movement and force. I think of like chi energy. I think of the Tao. It's its own life force. It's experience itself. And when we relate to it, now chat is all about what's really attending to, just putting words to what's happening in the now. Right. So I'll stop there. It's interesting how... In this space, what I find my mind doing is becoming more theoretical, that it's an abstract space unless you're in it. And then it's a very experiential, somatic, and consciousness being a really attuned. It's like it's almost one or the other. So I'm thinking of things like AEDP, and I'm thinking of somatic experiencing, and I'm thinking of how much having a basis in IFS helps to do this work you know, to be able to talk about your parts, because, you know, when you tune into the moment, you realize I got a lot of thoughts, I got a lot of feelings, I got a lot of, you know, things happening, maybe around one subject right in this moment. But when we're talking about it, it's, it's, it feels very abstract. And I find that really fascinating that it seems to sit on one side or the other, really experiential, or really abstract. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, well, it's, that's the complete modes of communication, right? We do a brief review here. You got chit chat, right? Subject is not super, not very meaningful to the parties meant for a social lubricant. It chat subject, it subject is an external subject. It's an, it could be an idea. It could be a thing, could be a sport, but where we're, all parties are focused on this third entity. That is the it, whatever that it is. And then you have me chat with where the it becomes me, the subject of the conversation becomes me. And you have we chat where the subject of the conversation becomes the us, the we. And now chat, which is nice because you can blend now chat with any of those previous versions. You can be aware of what you're feeling in the now as you're doing chit chat. You can be aware of what you're feeling or speak to what you're feeling in the now as you do it chat, right? You can be aware of what you're feeling in the now as I do me chat. Right. And, and there's a slight subtle shift when you bring that extra light of, wait, what's happening in the now for me as we're talking about that? I had a great conversation. I had introduced the modes of communication and did a little quick demonstration with some friends from my childhood. And when we did now chat, and I, you know, I kind of did a little modeling, what's it like in the now, and then invited them to, you know, take, take, a, take a step into like, oh, what, what am I feeling in the now? And then I asked them, what, what was it like to do that? And they, the way they described it was really cool. He, he, my, my one friend described it, it was like, well, it was kind of like doing mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. You know, you feel that. And that was kind of how you were describing it earlier. You can, and if you don't have a place for, you know, a psychedelic and, you know, experience, but it, 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 it feels like an altered state. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an altered state. And that was what was part of my pull towards it because I started to really feel the process of really staying in the now in relationship in conversation and it's really taking what we talk about as mindfulness and we have this whole realm of mindfulness but that mindfulness which is great that whole movement is incredible right and important it's the basis but it's largely encompassed 
as you look at it into a solo practice, right? Like, yeah, at more advanced levels, you do look at how being mindful in relationship, but this is kind of like taking meditation, mindfulness, and putting it right in relationship, right? In dialogue. We're, it's like we're doing a, a living, breathing meditation together. And we're doing that together. And what are we noticing in the now as it comes up or what's coming up? And the, one of the great parts about it is like my partner and I, and you and I just, I think as we are familiar with this system or this way of looking at it, the goal then, the main goal is just to stay in now chat. We just want to keep whatever's coming up to make space for and allow it. That the important is to allow what's coming up, to name what's coming up and to make space for what's coming up, which is really challenging. If what was coming up in you was anger towards me or maybe judgment towards me. And that can, whoop, all of a sudden, now I have parts coming up. And now this is where conversation about bringing in internal family systems into this model is why they work so well together. Because in the now, you can speak for parts that are coming up in the now. And those parts are usually pretty stuck in the past, but they're happening in the now. And so I might say, you know, Jess, I have a, there's a part of me that's right now feeling frustrated with you. I, I don't. <laughs> right, right. But for example, I might be able to speak to that. And you might be able to speak back and say, what? I have a part that also feels judgmental, but I feel, or frustrated, but I feel judgmental of the fact that I feel frustrated. Ooh. You know, <laughs> that I'm trying, to, I'm trying to control it and not feel frustrated. Yeah, so you're up the complexity level there because then you name two parts that were coming up for you. In internal family systems, they have a quick little moniker that they use that describes this a little bit. They say speak for parts rather than from parts and meaning yep. basically representing or I'm fe rather than acting out my frustration with you, speaking for it, right? Yeah. And there's a, another thing, I can take it away from parts. I've seen this in other realms where they say, speak for your feelings rather than from your feelings, right? That's another little guideline term. Both of those speak to this idea that we name a lot that comes from IFS unblending. It's having a separate consciousness that's aware of a slightly higher level with a different perspective of these more, usually uh, more fundamental parts that are usually trapped in time and in trauma in some way that are feeling frustrated, angry, et cetera, et cetera. They're, they're in a little bit of a smaller mindset, li limited scope of vision mindset. And so we want to be able to speak for those aspects of ourselves. And so what I'd like to, to wrap here, since this is, mm -hmm. we're doing this special for the podcast, meaning these modes of communication is your map as we move through the podcast together. You'll hear probably not a lot of chit chat, but it may <laughs> sprinkle in there. You will hear some it chat as Jess and I will talk about polyvagal theory, or we'll talk about internal family systems, or we'll talk about the nervous system in general. Jess, you have a lot of knowledge in the realms of tarot cards and astrology, and you may bring some of that in. When we talk about that, we may be starting to talk about it, and you can feel the center of the conversation. It's like the spotlight moves to this thing, it. And we will be exploring those it chats here on this. That's because we like that. That's part of our shared subject realm that we get pleasure. And at the me level, we get pleasure and excitement and learning that happens for us individually as we engage in those it chats. And then we also do me, right? So there'll be a lot of space for just do you talk about your journey, what's happening for you, what parts are up for you in your life, same thing with me. What's, what, what parts are coming up for me in relationship to the podcast and how is that happening and how is it unfolding? So there's a lot of space for the me chat. But then we really try to really highlight these more complex, a little bit more difficult areas. The we, right? What's happening in our relationship? And we've got a rupture and repair episode that you can mm -hmm. do later, uh, since this is going to be maybe at the beginning of your queue here. That is a great example of WeChat. Of, and also we do throughout NowChat. And you'll hear Jess and I using the phrase like, as I hear you say this, Jess, right? as you were saying this, I felt this. And that is a kind of handrail that Jess and I use to keep us rooted in the time of now, right? that we're, we're trying to, we're allowing ourselves to delve into the past, 
or to move into ideas at different points. But we want to stay rooted and grounded in the now. And you'll hear us say feelings first, whether, which is right rooted in the now. What are we feeling right now? Importantly, how are we feeling towards each other? We'll also say, you know, I'm feeling really excited that you just said that just now, Jess. I'm feeling, maybe I'm feeling confused, whatever it is. But that handrail, it keeps us in the now. And it also gives our conversational partner, our, our spiritual conversation partner, <laughs> um, it gives them a handrail too. So you know where I'm at. You, if, I, if I'm not telling you what I'm feeling in the moment, you might have to start making some guesses. And you might be tracking, trying to track what's happening for you, which might then make it feel really complex to try to figure out what's happening in me, especially if it, there's some shame in the area and some fear, all of a sudden we could start projecting onto each other. And if we, when we if our projections onto each other get a little dark, then we can actually start to get into what we call a fight, <laughs> which nobody likes. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> there are lots of parts, I think, out there that, that like fighting. I'll pause there. Yeah, I was thinking how we have had many moments throughout our podcast. As I'm starting to respond, you might say, can I pause you and ask you, what are you feeling about what I just said before you get into the content response? Because otherwise I might make up what, you know, how you're feeling in this moment. And that's your now chat, you know, requesting for me, my now chat. So we kind of help each other kind of get back on track sometimes, especially in some of the earlier episodes as we were finding our way. Yeah. And that's a great modeling as you listen and wonder, how can I bring this more into my relationships or my life? Those little handrails are really important. A lot of the times you'll, you will hear me stop just and say, wait, how are you feeling right before you go on with the content? How are you feeling? Because I'm noticing in myself in those moments, I'm wanting to know what's happening in you emotionally. And I'm trying to it's almost like I'm reaching for, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out by your body language or your tone of voice. And if I'm trying to figure that out, I'm not able to track the content. And I want to track the content because that's important. You're saying it because it's important to you. But for me to stay really connected with you, I really want to know what you're feeling. So that practice gives us some, some handrails to, to move to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that, I just feel really excited that we've made this. And I hope like maybe some people will have questions because we know this from the inside. They're learning it anew from the outside. And it might be that there's some peace in all of this that we haven't named as clearly as we might. And so if people have questions, I feel very welcoming of that. Yeah. Yeah. There will be in the description box, a place for feedback and questions. If you want to message me directly, I'm on Instagram at Compassion Coach, at Compassion Coach. You can message me. Jess, do you have your Instagram? You want to name it so that people can? Um, yeah, uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Perfect. So this, well, I call this one a primer, meaning it primes your ability to listen to the rest of the podcast. It will be up in the first ones to listen to. This invitation for you that for, for yourself, maybe take a look at what comes up for you in chit chat, what comes up for you, what parts of you arise in it chat, what about in it chat when you feel excited about a subject, what about when you have disagreements about people's perspective on a subject or an it, what, what happens for you, me chat, right? how are you, where are you comfortable with me chat, where are you uncomfortable, what parts come up around that, how do you respond when other people reveal right? What triggers you about things other people reveal, right? Like there, there may be certain things that people share that, you know, feel hard when people share certain things. If people, what, I, what we call complaining, we're speaking to their pain about life or, you know, saying, ah, this sucks the way this is. But what comes up for you when other people are in that realm? These are all just little lenses to look at abstractly, but then concretely like where are you in any conversation where you are oh oh this is an it chat oh okay how am i feeling in this okay i'm feeling this huh what would it be like to speak for that do i feel safer to speak for that just just start to question right like what comes up and in authentic connection the idea is we want to move towards move towards safety and transparency we want to move towards being able to speak for what we're feeling in the moment and if it's, is it safe is, the, is it safe for me to admit to myself what I'm feeling in the moment? 
And then can I share it with the person I'm with? Do I feel safe to do that? What would happen if I try that? Okay. So those are all just a little quick flash of, of the modes and some ways that they could be applied. Yeah. Yeah. That all feels really rich. I mean, I have a million, you know, direction my mind could kind of go, but that just feels very full in and of itself. Yeah. Great. Well, I hope this, this very special episode of Feel This, mm -hmm. this primer episode really gives you a deepening experience of the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And I hope you enjoy the rest as you listen to it. If you maybe have been listening and you know, this will be, an, uh, you might be listening to this already. I, I hope it deepens your experience or understanding of previous episodes and connection with us. And we would love to hear how this stuff is starting to, to develop in your, in your life. Uh, we definitely would love to hear feedback on that. So for sure. Yeah. All right. Any last words, Jess? Yay. Go team. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, good thing. Thank you, dear listener. Thank you for being here with us today. I just want to take a moment before we get off, but just to take a moment to connect to ourselves. Connect to our now experience in this moment of taking this in and just allowing your breath itself to be the metabolizer of this information. You don't have to figure it out or sort it out. Just let your breath kind of carry the information to your cells of your body. Great. Until right. next time. See you next time. <laughs>